Hey beauty, I'm so excited for this episode. I've been wanting to do this interview with a while for a while. This interview is with Diana Coughlin. You'll learn more about her. In this episode, we talk about dairy, the very controversial issue of dairy. We talk about farming practices and some health success stories. I really think you're going to enjoy the show before we get into the show. I just wanted to say that I am offering health coaching. A few years ago, I feel like God put on my heart to do health coaching. So I kind of dabbled in it for a little while. And long story short, I had a business coaching session with Alexia Carrillo from Mama with a Calling. Shout out to her. Her podcast is amazing. Somehow she uncovered that I was kind of in denial and that I wanted to do health coaching. I had stepped back from it for a little bit, but somehow in one session, she we discovered that I was kind of in denial. So if you're interested in health coaching, go to www.herholistichealing.com slash coaching. If you want to increase your energy and start to heal from chronic health issues such as gut issues, autoimmune disorders, chronic fatigue, and things like that, this session will be really great for you. I like to look at health from a holistic perspective, and I feel like God put me in this space because there are so many health experts out there, but they don't include God in the overall picture, and I actually put God at the center. So I really think if you're interested, you should schedule a call with me. I don't know how long I will actually do these sessions. I have other projects on the back burner, actually other projects that I'm working on right now. I really don't know how long God will want me to do coaching. Maybe he just wants me to help a few people. So honestly, I don't know how long I will be offering this. So go to the website. If you're interested, you will receive specific action steps from me, accountability, we will examine, we can examine spiritual, physical, mental, social, environmental aspects of your health, some or all of this, it it is your session, we will of course pray first, if that is okay with you, so once again, go to the website, if you're interested, I'll put the link in the show notes, with all that being said, let's start the show. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health. Until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. Hello and welcome back to the show. I have a great, amazing guest for you. Her name is Diana Coughlin. Diana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Yes, uh, my name is Diana Coughlin, and I have a co-op uh, now for approximately 18 years um, where we ship grass-based uh, meat and dairy down from an Amish Weston A. Price farm in Pennsylvania. And um, I've also had a farm for 10 years. I, I went on a huge learning curve of how to uh, raise grass-based cows, goats, chickens, where our family produced our own eggs and goat milk and cow milk. And we had an, an, a garden. Um, and that's basically, that's basically it. That's amazing. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you had your own farm before. Very cool. Can you speak to the controversy about conventional and raw dairy? I feel like a lot of people are kind of scared of raw dairy and some people have never even heard of it. Can you speak to the controversy about it? Well, the controversy really is uh, education. It's really the, the foundation of the controversy is a lack of education. Uh, people are being told um, something by the dairy industry and our government that they should fear raw milk. And honestly, raw milk or pasteurized milk has only been around for a hundred years. And all the thousands of years prior to that, our ancestors drank raw milk. <laughs> and disease has gone up in the last hundred years. So, um, but people don't understand there is nothing to fear in raw milk if, if, cow, if dairy cows are raised properly. Uh, the way God intended them to be raised, which is out in, in, in nature, in the natural, um, you know, environment that they're meant to eat, which is grass and pastures and microorganisms and so on, they thrive. And the milk is, you have nothing to fear as far as pathogens. Um, the pathogens are, are much higher in conventional farming methods and conventional dairy farms. And you can tell that just by the smell in the manure. Um, I know probably many people have had that experience where they drive past a, a conventional dairy farm and the smell is just horrific. Um, they're just confined. They don't eat natural food. They're force fed an unnatural diet. They, they don't nine out of 10 times these conventional farms the cows don't even have access to pasture and grass they're uh, they're they're you know they're confined in and in, in tight quarters with each other and there's a lot of um, disease that happens so of course I, uh, I I believe that's why that milk definitely needs to be pasteurized because there's going to be a lot more disease or pathogens in that in that at that farm. Um, so that is a big controversy, but the controversy really is that people don't understand. They're just not educated on the nutritional differences between raw milk and uh, pasteurized milk. Um, it's, there are two totally different foods. One is the raw milk is living. The conventional pasteurized milk is dead. Um, raw milk is teeming with all 
every uh, um, water soluble vitamin, all 60 enzymes, um, all of uh, the minerals that are present are there in the milk. Um, it's a very nutrient dense food and it's just life-giving. It's health-giving and life-giving. But nowadays they ultra-pasteurize milk. So it's literally heated to close to 300 degrees in a matter of seconds. And so it destroys the enzymes, which are um, critical to the absorption of many of the minerals, especially calcium. So that's one big difference you'll see with people that drink raw milk is their bone density goes up extremely high. I mean, it, it goes up. It, you, you have brittle bones with people that uh, are trying to get their calcium from pasteurized milk. But yeah, so the, the, the nutritional value of raw milk is, it's just an amazing, amazing food. And it's very, it can be very healing. And um, it just, you know, really, really provides us with so many of the nutrients that we need. I was, uh, as you know, I'm part of your food co-op. And I think I overheard you talking about how the dairy, it helped your, um, your health. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. So I, when I was around 20, I, I developed Crohn's disease just from poor dieting. You know, as women, we tend to look for ways of burning fat and, and dieting on these fad diets. And so from dieting, poor dieting, I acquired Crohn's disease. And then I had it off and on throughout the years um, and was put on steroids, harsh medic medicines like steroids, uh, sulfa drugs was a big one back then. I don't know what, if they still use sulfa drugs or not, but um, so my, my health spiraled downwards in my early forties to my mid forties, Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease turned into rheumatoid, which is apparently pretty common that once you get one autoimmune, you tend to get other autoimmune diseases as you get older. Right. So um, that sent me on a, 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 after receiving another prescription for, for uh, steroids, I sat in my car coming out of the office, sat in my car with the prescription and I literally uh, cried out to God. And I, I knew in my heart, I had a, a big conversation with God and I knew in my heart that, you know, I said to God, I, I know you, this is not what you want for me. You do not want me to be um, dependent on this drug for the rest of my life. And I, because I knew that I would just get sicker and sicker. And I, I believed in my heart that he had healing in store for me, but I didn't know where to find it. And I made a pact with him that I would knock on every door until I would find the, the answer that he had in store for me. So I went home and my husband said, why don't you go see Maida, which was his chiropractor's um, wife. And I thought, oh, I don't want to go see Maida. That was my first thought. And then I remembered, well, no, I just told God I would, <laughs> I would go, I would get, enter into whatever door opened for me. So I did go see her right off the bat. She, she said, I know exactly what you need. And she gave me a book called The Body Ecology Diet, which was um, basically a candida diet and the candida, uh, the body ecology diet 
book by the third day that I went on, I did everything in the book that it told me to diet, diet wise. Um, I had no inflammation in my knees, but that was, which was where the rheumatoid had settled in my knees. And um, I had, you know, swollen knees basically and was having a difficult time walking. But by the third day on the diet, I, I was walking, I had no inflammation and basically felt none of the symptoms of rheumatoid. And my eyes were just wide open because up until this time, I had just been eating just a, just a regular, you know, modern diet, which, which as we all know, is not, not good, but I did not understand any of that. So my eyes were completely open. Then that was really the beginning of my, my journey to healing and from there, I went to, I, I had another actually God moment when I was walking through the bookstore and this book was eye level to my eyes. I saw the maker's diet, which is written by Jordan Rubin and he is a Christian, but I saw the book and I, I didn't, I just grabbed it. I looked at it and I realized this guy had exactly what I had, which was Crohn's disease and I bought the book. And so that educated me about raw dairy, raw and grass-based farming and grass-based meats and so forth. And he actually speaks of Sally Fallon, who is the president of, uh, Sally Fallon is the president of the Weston A. Price Foundation. Um, long story short, I went to a convention with a couple of, of other friends who lived close to me. And we went to, to see Sally Fallon's Fallon speak at the convention center at the University of Florida. And that is where I met Amos Miller, because at halftime, we all went out on the sidewalk for a break. And there was Amos Miller with all his food on the sidewalk. Some, someone had arranged for him to come down. They, they arranged for a truck to bring him down in a refrigerated truck, all his food and sell his food. And we all ran, got coolers. We filled our coolers with, with as much food as we could because we were had just been educated about what these foods really could do for us health-wise. So um, after that, I started the co-op right away. I felt God leading me towards that. And I um, have been doing it for 18 years now, selling selling through the co-op. I, I actually do not sell it. I am, it's, this is all volunteer. I do um, I don't get paid for this. It's because I'm actually, it helps me too, because it, I need the people in the co-op and too to buy the food so that we can all benefit from the shipping charges. But um, it's just been a labor of love and uh, we've just been so blessed with this food. I can't tell you how every day I think about I try to remember the blessing that is given to us and our family and all the families throughout the years that I've seen come and go and, or move, you know, come and then move or it's just been, it's been really, really a, a true blessing. That's amazing. I love how you said that you asked God and you had a long conversation of God and you're just looking for answers. I keep saying on this show that we really need to ask God for wisdom when it comes to our health. Because in the Bible, it says in James, if we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us. So I think that's really beautiful. We talked mm -hmm. about this a little bit, but if you have something to expand upon, what do you think of conventional farming practices and how do they compare to Miller's organic farm? Amos Miller is the 
he's the mm -hmm. the head farmer over there right yes amos miller is uh he's the son of jacob miller his father is actually the one that was converted to this method of farming, which is grass-based by Sally Fallon, the, the president of the Weston A. Price Foundation. Um, I don't really know how they met, but somehow Sally Fallon um, educated him and, and helped him start, start providing these um, grass-based foods. But the Miller family has always been known in that community and their Amish community as a as a holistic farm farming farming family. Um, they actually have a store there um, called the Miller Store. And for those of us who are looking for these types of foods, it's a, like a dream come true. When you I've been to to their to their store, and you when you drive up to the store, there's chicken tractors on each side of the road and. You're, you can go inside and literally buy the chickens that you've just seen how they're being raised um, on the pasture. They're, they're scratching through the soil. They're not just eating, they're, they're not eating 100% grain and they're not confined to a small quarter. They're, they're scratching through the soil. They're eating microorganisms, bugs, grubs, larvae, um, all the things that they would eat in nature if they were living in nature. So, um, all of that translates to a very nutrient dense meat. So then you go into the store and you can buy basically everything you've ever dreamed of there. <laughs> the way the Miller farm raises their, their dairy cows, for instance, and, and their beef cows, they are pastured year round. Uh, actually, I take that back. They, of course, in Pennsylvania, they have snow in the winter, but what, the way they um, keep them on a forage diet year round is that they have so much grass, plentiful grass in the spring and summer months that they're able to bale up the excess and they cover it for the winter months so that they, the cows, the beef and dairy cows do eat, um, you know, forage year round. They don't, they aren't supplemented with uh, grains. The only grain that they get is what, when the grass goes to seed. Um, that's the only grain that they're going to get. Um, so they're, they're highly, because of that, they're, the, the, the beef is, is highly nutritious as well as the, 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 the dairy. Um, the fat is yellow because the um, beta carotene, the chlorophyll in the grass converts to beta carotene. So when they eat it, it it's very yellow. And that's how you can really tell that this is a grass-fed animal in the meat. Um, the, the spring and summer, the milk is extremely yellow versus white. They um, also, what they do is they, they rotate the cows approximately three times a day so that they're always rotated to a fresh pasture and they are um, co constantly eating fresh grass. And then behind the cows come the chicken tractors and they in turn, they, they're able to roam freely in the pastures behind the cows. They scratch through the manure. They are looking for bugs and grubs and larvae. And they, they actually, chickens, uh, lay, chicken laying egg layers will eat grass too. People don't realize a lot of animals do eat grass. Um, and um, chickens are one of them. 
So 20% of their diet approximately is grass. Now, a conventional farm, I think I spoke earlier about that, that they are, they are confined, they're force-fed a diet so that they produce more milk. They're given hormones to produce more milk. They're given antibiotics because they're in such poor conditions. They, they need to keep them on antibiotics most of the time. And so their rumen is completely unhealthy, which is why they end up with pathogens in their manure and their milk needs to be pasteurized. I think there's there's a lot of books out there where you that you could read. One of them, one that I read um, was The Untold Story of Milk by Ron Schmid. After I read that book, I was more afraid to drink pasteurized milk than I was grass-fed milk. You learn a lot about the way the dairy farm, the dairy industry, um, where they, the, far, the various farms that they purchase their milk from. It's pretty scary. I think, I, hopefully that, that speaks a little bit. Their, their hogs are free roaming and have access to uh, the outdoors. And they're able to root through the, the tree, the oak trees and um, like they would in nature. And they, um, they are supplemented um, with a chemical-free grain that is soaked in whey, which is a byproduct of the cheese, cheese making process. So they're not confined in any way to little tight quarters and force-fed unnatural feeds. After you talked about how in conventional farms, all the animals are confined, I knew about that, but you kind of forget about how that they're just kind of sitting in their, their, own, their own stool, right? And then it's just, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're talk- not happy cows, right? It's very sad. <laughs> what are some of the, you kind of touched on this too, but what are some of the health benefits of eating foods from farmers that participate in sustainable farming practice? Well, the bone density is probably the biggest benefit of, of eating, um, drinking raw milk and cheeses and uh, creams and yogurts. They offer so many different types of dairy. Is the calcium availability, uh, bioavailability is what it's called. You're just, the, the health benefits are, are unending. I mean, they're, 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 these foods are nutrient dense. They're, they're another um, higher nutrient would be CLA, conjugated linoleic acid, which is a known anti-carcinogen. It's actually something they supplement for cancer patients and because they know that it, that it helps fight cancer. But it's five times higher in beef and dairy grass-based, grass-fed cows and meat and dairy. Um, so, so it's, uh, those are a couple of the benefits that I can think of off, off the top of my head. That's amazing. I love just learning about how all these foods are so good with good for us. God provided all these nutritious foods for us even before we came around. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes we come and we mess up the foods, right. And they're not (laughs) very nutritious anymore. Well, I was just going to add that a lot of the motivation for the, them, um, tinkering with our food, so to speak, is is basically profit. It's 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 a money making um, motivation for for the for the industry. It it just they're all only concerned about that. They're not concerned really about the health of the people. Right. 
Can you tell the listeners about the recent incident with federal agents and Miller's Organic Farm? Well, they Miller's Organic Farm has been uh, harassed by the the, the USDA, the, the FDA for probably six years now ongoing, but recently they had it. They've been really, um, the USDA has been coming down hard on them. And they are, they, apparently they sh- they've even showed up armed unannounced at their farm. Amos over the last couple of years has gone through a couple of you no know, litigate some litigation and gone th- and had a couple of attorneys that haven't panned out but recently he has acquired a pretty high profile attorney who is giving who has actually been able to postpone the hearing until December 6th so he has a hearing December 16th I'm sorry and I'm sure that Amos would appreciate as many prayers as he could get for that hearing. Um, but we're all hoping and praying that that they're going to release him and allow him to be able to continue to sell his meats. They have actually um, put a halt on him being able to sell his his meats. He's only allowed to sell what he has in, had, has an in inventory. And he's out of everything. I think he still has a little bit of turkey and chicken left. So we're all hoping after December 16th, they'll they'll leave him alone and that this attorney will do everything in his power and, and that God will intervene, lift the strangulation hold that this, this government entity has had over this, this, this farm, Miller's Organic Farm. They're not able to um, make a living and is the free, their freedoms have been thwarted. And strangled. So it's 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 dire that we we support him in any way we can. And I think praying for them is the best thing we can do. Also, if by purchasing foods, continuing to purchase the foods that he does have available, which is all the dairy, and and he's also able to sell exotic meats, water buffalo, rabbit, um, still currently, which because they're not under the USDA jurisdiction. So we just need to, we also, we can support him contacting senators, governors, writing your senators, governors. Awareness is huge. Um, they have, a, I think the Miller Farm has a couple of um, give, send, go sites that you can donate to. And also, I think one um, GoFundMe page as well. That's another way, if you feel so led, you could support them for their attorney fees. What is the issue with the meat? Why won't they, why does the USDA have issues with Miller's meat? Outside of the fact that the, the USDA seems to be going after a lot of small, small farmers, what the USDA is saying is that their Amos does not process his meat is not um, approved by the USDA Um, because his reasoning for that is that he does not want to use, I think the USDA has eight chemical, and and people don't realize this, but let me back up, that you can go to the store, you can go to a co-op or wherever you want to go. If that meat is labeled um, USDA certified, it has been sprayed with a choice of eight, eight or more chemical antimicrobials, which most of us who are looking for these types of foods have no, are, we're trying to build our gut flora. We're trying to, 
reculture our guts. So when you have, you've gone to all that trouble and you're spending more and now you're, you're actually putting a chemical in your gut as well as um, it's, it's counter and, you know, it's just a conflict there going on. So you want to make sure that you try to get a meat. I mean, if you can, uh, that's grass-based, but also that is not USDA approved. I know that sounds scary, but Amos was actually using for all these years a, a citric acid, natural citric acid. And so the USDA um, has tried to get them to jump through all kinds of hoops, which they have. But finally, I think Amos realized that they're, um, they're, it doesn't matter how, how much he does to, to try to um, mitigate uh, the USDA or try to conform to their request. They're, they're just going to keep coming after him and making him jump through more hoops. So that's, that's where we are right now. And he has um, been fined, I believe, close to, close to $300,000 dollars and i'm not sure where where he is with the fines but um um, we'll know more after the december 16th i think i also overheard you saying once that you've been and you've been involved with amos uh, with amos's farm and no one has gotten sick from any of their products right yeah we've been selling the food in orlando for close to 18 years and we've had uh We've been rather large at times. Sometimes we've split off, and so we've we're not quite as big as we used to be. But um, over the years, I've never ever once had anybody get sick from any of any of Miller Farms foods, Miller's Organic Farm foods. So that's been my experience. And regarding what you said before, so if we see on packaging that it says whatever it says about the USDA, basically that meat has been treated with six different chemicals. Is that what you said? Well, they are able to choose from my understanding, um, a farm can choose from one of eight, eight or more different chemicals. And there's different, there's a lot about that. I don't really know. I do know that they are chemical antimicrobials that they have to choose from. That really makes me want to find even more farmers to support that, that don't spray their meat with those antimicrobials. I, those, those farms are hard to find, right? Well, they are. Uh, well, I, you know, there are places I would say you could go to a farmer market, farmer's market. I know I was in the winter garden farmer's market and I was surprised how many little booths of, of local farms, because they're more rural out that way on the West side of central Florida. I was surprised at, I think there were probably three that I saw where farmers were actually had a booth and were advertising their meat. So you can talk to them. I, I discovered a couple of them that don't spray their meats. They have their meats processed on their farm by someone and they, they, they do everything right there. And um, I think it has to do a lot with the, qu- the quantity of meat that they're processing. So you, I would say, look for small farms if they have if their meat's not already spoken for. You can find if you look hard enough, you'll be able to find a farm that that you can um, that you can find these grass based meats that have not been sprayed. Diana, this has been so helpful and so educational. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, can you let us know where can our listeners find you? So if they go to 
www.moo2u.org. It's, it's spelled M-O-O-T-O-Y-O-U.org. The people involved in your co-op, they're, they're in Florida, right? But people that don't live locally, they can order from Miller's Organic Farm and get food shipped to them. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so they're, they can get shoot, food shipped directly from the farm but there are co-ops all over the country, um, Nevada, Texas, Colorado, and I think North Carolina, there's a couple. South Florida has a big, big one, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and they can go on the millersorganicfood.com, I believe, um, website. And on that website, they'll be able to, to see if they have a co-op nearby and the shipping will be will be less for them through the co-op versus having it FedEx directly from the farm. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you like what you heard, will you leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Before you go, I want to leave you with one of my favorite passages from Matthew 29. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For you. It's easy and my burden is light.